Welcome to the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast, episode number 28. 28, what's up, bro? Hey, Adam, how's it going, man? Good, 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 good. I just realized that I missed on episode 24 the opportunity to. On 27, last one? No, no, 24. Oh. Well, last one, numerically, last one was 27, yeah. But I missed the chance on episode 24 to just tell the story, not the story, but just to explain for what the number 24 represents in, in Brazil, you know, because being a jiu-jitsu podcast, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So we're going to talk about number 28? Go for it. Well, no, I'm going to talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> that was a mad shutdown. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So I was what does it mean? going to talk about the number 24 um, because in, in Brazil, right, the number 24 has its own meaning and obviously any Brazilian listeners or anyone who speaks Portuguese would already know what I'm, what I'm about to say. I have no idea. Um, so the number 24 is, do you remember the game show here? Um, what's it called? I think Deal or No Deal. And there was yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of briefcases with different numbers. Yep. So I used to watch that every day. Yeah. So they had a game like that, right? And But the different numbers, they had different animals in, in, the, in the briefcases, right? And the number 24, the animal in the briefcase was a deer, like a deer, like a, I think a baby deer specifically like Bambi, right? Um, and the word for that deer, for that animal is viado, right? But viado is also a word for if you want to call someone gay, right? Like in a derogatory sense of the word. Like so if you call someone a viado, you're saying they're gay, right? So then that the connection became made that to say like the number 24 was gay because in the 24 briefcase was the animal viado. From this game show. Oh, no way. Yeah. So then like it, it's super common in Brazil, like if you're 24 years old and someone asks like how old you are, you'll say like, oh, I'm 23 plus one. You know, like you won't say you're 24 because it's gay. Oh. I'm being serious. Like, yeah, this, right. This so if you thing. say I'm 24, you're saying I'm, I'm gay in a derogatory way because it's associated with – the brief, the game show that in the briefcase there was a deer, and that and the is, word that, for the deer is viado, viado, which, is which a, also is a derogatory term for gay. That yeah. is a yeah. logical leap and a half. Yeah, yeah. so it's super. Yeah, it, it's super. Like, I mean, it's a super common like joke it, joke in in Brazil. Like, you yeah, could wow. say to someone, "Man, I bet your favorite number's twenty four or something like that." You know. Yeah, that makes I can't sense. believe I didn't bring it up because it's like yeah. I mean it's so common. Like it is such common. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. That's like so interesting. And unless you like knew a Brazilian, you wouldn't understand that logical. You know, you'd have like, no idea. You'd, you'd need someone to explain like you just did the steps. Like this is how it, you know, translates. It's like you know, in the UK, we're just, we're just talking off air about how in the UK they have different expressions because one thing rhymes with another, and like the logical leaps are just so bizarre. You have to have someone walk you through yeah. it. And I, can't, I can't even think of an example, but yeah. Yeah, you have to – Yeah, I mean, it would make no sense unless someone's explained it to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, someone might explain it to you just in the, oh, it's just a, a, it's just a slang for gay, and you mm -hmm. might go, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it like a lot of expressions, yeah, right? You don't necessarily always know yeah. like the – like where it came from. Yeah, and that's important to understand. Like it's, to understand the origin of these phrases, you understand the phrases themselves. I hate it when like someone tr like explains something to you with, oh, that's just the way it is or whatever. Or they don't like, you know, they don't explain the why. Like yeah. as, as humans, we're very curious and understanding the why enables you to understand the concept a lot easier in my opinion. Yeah. But 
Yeah, that's interesting. Well, there you go. I learned something new. So what is the word for 24? Like the... the, the how do you say 24 in Portuguese? 24. It's oh, the okay. number 24. Yeah, no, no, nothing near viado. Okay. But yeah, yeah, anyway, 24 is a, air quote, gay number in Brazil, you know. Well, there you go. Uh, I can't uh, believe it didn't... Yeah, it's just... I haven't been had my Brazilian brain switched on for so long. Like it's become yeah. such an automatic thing with, yeah. associated with the number twenty-four. Oh, there you go. But yeah. All right. So well, with, with this episode, where that reminds uh, me, I bought you a shirt with a number on it. Oh, okay. If you, yeah, don't yeah. worry, don't worry about it. It's don't just worry how, about what the number is. Don't worry yeah. about what the number <laughs> just wear is. it. <laughs> just wear it. All right? <laughs> when you go to Brazil, just wear the number. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, so this episode, as you can tell from the title, we're talking all about nutrition for the BJJ. Uh, this is this is a topic I've, I've covered in the past, but I, I think in this forum, um, you know, Adam and I can cover it a little bit more casual, a little bit more, uh, as Adam put it just before we started recording, digestible. <laughs> Was it? I mean, you know you're a dad when you don't even try and make a dad joke and it just, just like puns left, right and center. Yeah, it's just not even out. pew pew. It's like pun, 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 pun. Oh dear, <laughs> the finger guns for those that are listening to this and not on the video version, that was that was finger, finger guns just now. So yeah, we're talking about nutrition for BJJ and uh, I'm gonna, well, I do have uh, ISSN recognized sports nutrition specialist certification. So uh, for those that don't know, um, ISSN International Society of Sports Nutrition. Um, yeah, so we're gonna delve into it. I believe we do have a couple of questions that people have submitted uh, for our Ask a Black Belt segment, but weren't sure if they were able to submit nutrition questions. But yeah, you can. Just for, for clarification on habit of housekeeping, if you want to submit a question to the show for nutrition purposes, you can submit that in our Ask a Black Belt. And obviously I will answer it. Adam won't answer it. So it's Ask a White Belt. Yeah, <laughs> Just doesn't have the same why, ring to it, why right? Why does Kieran look so funny? Yeah. Whatever question. Why is he wearing a hat all the time? Yeah. <laughs> When's he going to get a haircut? Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Um, October yeah. 11th, I'm guessing. You've got, yes. If you turn up to the gym, so oh. this this will be – the gym will already be open when people are listening to this. Yep. But uh, about to come out of like – we're recording – at the moment, as, at the moment this is being recorded, we are five days away from coming out of lockdown. Yeah. If you turn up to the gym in five days' time without a haircut, oh, bro, man, people the pressure's go, on. I, I mean, it's, apparently, there's going to be some cackling. All the barbers and everything are just booked out. Are they? I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. So though. I go to a. Oh man, we're getting so off topic. This we need to get to the nutrition <laughs> soon. But uh, I go to a walk-in barber, so I think they're going to be absolutely. Stacked. They probably will, bro. Yeah. yeah for so sure. on Monday, uh, that's my mission: is to try and get a haircut. My hair is so embarrassing. One one of one of my students, Sagi. Who, oh, who yeah. Every, yeah, every week he comes into the Zoom classes, the Zoom workouts we've been doing during lockdown. And every week it's just funny to see the progression of his hair. Yeah. We, we, and now I it's gone to the, the point. I, yeah. I saw him the other day too. And I think yeah. he said like, I kind of like it now. <laughs> yeah. We, we have matching haircuts. Okay. So nutrition for jujitsu. Now, just on the outset, I was going to leave this to the end, but I'd be remiss not to mention at the start for those that don't listen to the full episode for resources for nutrition. I have spoken about this at length. The best resource that I have created for all everything nutrition for jujitsu, and this gets very specific, a bit scientific, and gives you like practical steps on how to calculate your macros, your calories, etc. Is a YouTube uh, video I made called "The Ultimate Nutrition Guide." If you just type in "Ultimate Nutrition Guide" into YouTube, it'll be the first thing that pops up, and yeah, it's like a fifteen-minute-long video. It gives you everything you need. The next resource that I recommend- well, Don't send them away already, bro. No, no, no. But like we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about some- 
some yeah. practical takeaways. Yeah, if but you that want one, the, if you want the in depth, yeah, more sort of like very, scientific approach, exactly. and like you said, how to count your calories and yes. macros and yep. all that sort of stuff. That is very very detailed. And I also did a um a podcast with the Jungle Brothers podcast episode uh, 110. So check out Jungle Brothers podcast 110. I, I spoke about basically the same concepts concepts, but for you know, about 45 minutes. But today we're going to talk about, you know, some practical takeaways, very digestible uh, form conversation on jujitsu nutrition. So let's get into it. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll take the ball then with, with some, some questions. Sure. So if we go in first, if we look at diets for sports or diets for, for jujitsu, obviously more, more specifically, when, when you're looking at your your diet to help you better perform in jujitsu. What do you think is? Of course, every everyone's different, so mm-hmm. we're not going to go too deep into you know creating whole nutrition plans for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. So if we're just kind of having to put everything in a in a nutshell, what do you think is one of the most important things you need to be looking at when you're looking at performance, I guess in any sport, but I mean, jujitsu is such a high intensity sport. You burn a huge amount of calories. Mm. You know, if you're looking at your diet, maybe you're not even wanting to go see a nutritionist, but you just want to take a look at your diet yeah, and, sure. and, and improve your diet for performance. You know, what, what do you think are some of the key points that you need to be looking at? Definitely for performance, there's two there's two things that I want to point out from the outset and that's your carbohydrate intake. People are generally under eating or well, depends on the individual, but a lot of people are under eating calories in jujitsu. That's one of the most common mistakes I see is not eating enough. And when we say not eating enough, it's generally not eating enough carbohydrate. And carbs get a bad rap, right? Carbs do get a bad rap. It's the movements like keto movements and you know even the carnivore, paleo, they're very light on carbs. And there's a good reason for that. It's because if you are overeating in general, removing or cutting down carbohydrates and cutting out sugars is a very easy way. Well, not easy, but a very effective way to lose weight. Can Sorry to, to interrupt, but just to do to quickly clarify one little point. I know we said we're going to keep it more casual and not go down mm-hmm. the scientific term, but just to clarify with carbohydrates, mm-hmm. and this is for me as well because I always forget but most people, when they think of carbohydrates, they just think, oh, bread, pasta, yep. rice and whatever. But correct me if I'm wrong, but like, isn't it when you eat certain foods like sugars or something, they're converted to carbohydrates or something? Yeah. Okay. So let's just clarify. That's, that's a good place to start. What is a carb? Carbs is effectively sugar. Okay. So we're talking about complex forms of sugar. Now, sugar comes in different, different forms. So you have simple sugars, which are basically either single or, or disaturides, right? We're talking about saturides. So you can have monosaturides, which when you ingest a monosaturide, it's it's in its singular, singular form, right? You so, already got so scientific. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> you, you know of complex carbs, right? Well, even then, like I know simple carbs and complex yep. carbs, but I actually but why don't are they even, complex uh, yeah, carbs? I actually don't even know what they are. That's a great question. So we're talking about chains. With okay, if you think of molecules, is sugars it, as molecules, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So like you saw, sugars, saw it in uh, in chemistry class, yeah, exactly, or whatever the, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, hundred percent. So different monosaturides and different disaturides are made of different sugar molecules. So they're not all the same. We're not talking sugar, and it's just the one thing, yeah, right? Of course, so. Yeah. 
like for example, lactose is a disaturide. It's made up of two different sugar molecules, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, there's so many different monosaturides, which are singular sugar molecules. But is there like without so, – sorry, again, without having to – because I mean there's plenty of listeners who are smarter than me, but I'm just going to take a leap of faith and think there's probably some listeners who aren't as bright as me. So if I'm <laughs> – if I'm already – I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. If I'm already – yeah, I'm the benchmark and I'm super low. So w- okay. if, if I can follow along, then we can guarantee everyone else is following along. Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> so, you know, like you – is there a generic rule of thumb with when we're talking about carbohydrates? Because the initial question was helping with performance. You said people are usually under eating carbohydrates, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or eating so, the wrong type, yep. Yeah, so one of the, the, the sort of blanket statements you will hear, not blanket statements, but one of the, the common phrases you'll hear nutritionists say or you'll read or whatever is talking about like, either avoiding or eating more of or less of, and they say like complex carbohydrates and simple carbohydrates. But it's, And then you often go, well, how do I know if a sweet potato is a complex carbohydrate or a simple carbohydrate? Like, mm. is there a generic rule of thumb for someone who doesn't want to have to go and read a no. textbook to know which is which? Uh, well, unless you have a good understanding of what a complex carbohydrate and what a simple carbohydrate is, not really. So if you think about... Think about like food structure, right? So we're looking at something like a sweet potato. It's a vegetable. Vegetables mm-hmm. are complex carbohydrates because the molecular structure of the sugar is complex. It takes is your body longer. Is that a good longer. thing? I'm, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. So just just on to finish off the like monosaccharides sa- sa- and disaccharides and, and everything like that and the difference between that and starches. Uh, you've heard of the term starches. Yeah, yeah, They're complex yeah. carbohydrates because there's not just – it's not two molecules yeah, it's put multi- together. It's multiple. Right. And the reason like this a is so chain, important. Right? Exactly. And yeah, the reason yeah. this is important is because when you have when your body digests foods, it breaks the bonds between the molecules to digest it, absorb the the nutrients from the food, use it as energy, absorb it into your into your so blood. So when it's right? complex, it's a bigger chain, it takes exactly, longer. Exactly. And that is why complex carbohydrates drip feed you energy. And that is why nutritionists and other people recommend complex carbohydrates for a slow drip of energy throughout the day because your body is continually digesting it right. and it's slowly uh, transiting between your your stomach, your well, your guts actually, your intestines and and your blood, right? It's yep. okay. So your body is slowly drawing the nutrients out. Whereas simple carbohydrates, they don't need to go through that complex process. They're absorbed very quickly, right? Because it only needs to break one bond. Which yeah. to to understand this better, people. So would that would that then depend? Like, um, you know, I'm I'm assuming it's not yet. Yeah, like, even within complex carbohydrates, some chains are going to be longer than others, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and some you, you can't fiber, for example, right? What Fi- is what is? Sorry, I'm just so many questions are going through my right. head. So, what would be, you know. To give me a ballpark figure, mm-hmm. when you think about a complex carbohydrate, like how long are we talking to digest it? I know it's going to depend, but are we talking two yeah. hours or are we talking two days? Like what's, no, no, not not know. days. Like yeah, so we're talking like three three hours or so. And a simp- it depends on the body. It depends course, on your gastric yeah, emptying. Yeah. Uh, it depends on how much of the food you've di- uh, ingested. Because if you eat, like if you sat down and ate five kilos of sweet potato, 
you're probably not going to digest most of it. You're probably just going to shit it out. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. It's going to be bad for you, right? Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it completely depends on the individual and it depends on that individual's uh, microbiome and their gut health as well. And if you've taken like a digestive enzyme, we're, we're, would, that's a bit too complex. Yeah. Would, would I be correct in saying, like if I was to stop listening to this episode now, so far what if I was just to go like, okay, and stop listening, what I think I've learned is that if I need sustained energy, eat complex carbohydrates. If I quickly need energy, eat simple carbohydrates. Yeah, and that's probably something that you came into this knowing already. No, um, I did not. Okay, well, never mind then. Well, but, like well, I said, I'd heard the terms, yeah. but I really like it was something that I'd probably learnt previously in the mm. past. It's but just it, like it's reminding not, you. Yeah, it's not mm. like a something that I constantly refresh. Refresh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we'll talk a little bit about uh, at some stage in the episode what. I do to prepare for a competition and I think when we back when we when we spoke about the preparing to compete episode it was one of the, it, yeah. it was one of the first episodes but also I'd like to just say this is what I do mm. what do you think from a nutrition point of view Absolutely we can do but, that um, but just to finish off on this carb because we've sort of spent like 7 minutes explaining nothing so um, <laughs> Okay, so we understand the simple carbs and complex carbs. This is pretty much all we've really gotten through, right? So it's the, seventeen the, minutes. Yep. Yeah. The original <laughs> question was like, okay, so you know we're under eating carbs, all right? W- right? What carbs do we need? I'm not saying that you should eat ch- like fucking chocolate. If you eat chocolate, it's sugar and fat, right? That's carbs. That's yep. a lot of carbs, a lot of fat. I'm not saying that you should have that, and that's not going to fuel you for very long. It's actually going to make you crash. It's not good for you, right? Now, should you avoid simple carbs? Is a very common question. Like. Basically, uh, you know, someone might take away from this so far that, hey, I should avoid, he's saying avoid simple carbs. I should only eat complex carbs. You're going to jump on Google, Google fucking complex carbs and only eat off that list. That's a bad idea. The reason is sometimes we need fast sugars. Sometimes we need sugar quickly. For example, if I was training jujitsu and um, maybe had a very tough session, the 5.30 session in in the afternoon, I had a really, really tough class and I'm about to back that up with another session. It would be intelligent of me to like take some form of fast acting carbohydrate. That's pretty much the concept behind Powerade and Gatorade is they're very simple sugars and you ingest those during athletic performance. And that's what gives you energy. Is there some, to some degree in, in this context are carbs and sugars synonymous? Yes. Okay. Sugars are carbohydrates. Cause I find that like, I still actually find that confusing to get my head around because yeah. like, cause like I said, when, the average person, when they think about carbs, they think about bread, pasta, rice. When people yep. think about sugar, they think, yeah, like candies, chocolate, and all that crap. Yeah. Right? So so sugars are saturates, right? They're known as saturates. And as I was trying to get to, but we said we weren't going to go super science-y, so but this would be really, so really but quick, could right? I Could I sit here and say like, oh, man, I ate too many carbs today when I had like seven Mars bars? Yeah, technically, I suppose. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of, well, that's you would more just say that's a lot of sugar, right? So yeah. table sugar, like what we know as table sugar, yeah. is made up of two different sugar molecules. So that's known as a disaturide, right? Because yeah. it's yeah. two sugar molecules. Now we have monosaturides, which are one. Disaturides are two, made up of monosaturides. And then you have complex, more complex stru- structures like starches and even vegetables are carbohydrates, right? Yeah. But it's fiber, like either insoluble or soluble fiber. Yeah. Insoluble means your body doesn't have the right digestive enzymes to break it down. So you can't break down and absorb that type of fiber, which is why, you know, if it firms up your poo basically yeah, because yeah. You, you can't digest it. Whereas soluble fiber, you can because your body possesses the digestive enzymes to break up 
that carbohydrate structure, those sugar molecules break them up, right? So I've sort of just drawn out a, a diagram here. A uh, diagram. But, of so diagram one more. circle, monosaccharide. Yep. Two circles joined together with a little line, yep. disaccharide. Lots of circles joined together with lots of lines is a complex carbohydrate yep. and either a starch or a fiber, something along those lines, right? So, okay. So then- These are all sugars. Cool. Mars bar. Or Mars bar, these two. One milk. Mars bar, two Mars bars. <laughs> <laughs> so the disaturide, we're talking about table sugar. So right. shit you find in like Mars bars and shit like that, disaturides. Simple carbohydrate, it's simple because it only has one bond between yeah. the molecules. Yeah. Very gotcha. easy to digest. Complex carbs are complex in structure. So it takes longer to digest. That is the difference between carbs. Just the amount, the amount of people list, listening right now that are like, Adam, you're such a freaking moron, bro. Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably, man, probably. So then how how – you know, the the initial point was that people are probably under-eating um, carbohydrates. carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. Would, I mean, again, yeah, we could we could do a whole episode just talking about this one point of eating more <laughs> carbohydrates for performance and, yes. and whatnot. So, like, just to quickly move on to the next topic or question, would you, you know, what would your advice be? Like, just to, would you just say, look, the chances are you're not eating enough carbohydrates, oh, so man. eat more. No, I'm not going to say that. No, the reason, like, oh, I want to be very careful. Like, I'm just, I can just only point out things I've observed, basically being in, you know, uh, the nutrition world. Things I've observed other jujitsu practitioners doing and doing like nutrition assessments on jujitsu people, and and basically one thing I find is they undereat calories and they undereat. The, the right type of calories. Now, is that due to the amount of calories burnt in jiu-jitsu? It is, it is. Um, but also there's a problem where people are eating the wrong type of calories and they're putting on weight and not understanding why. There's so many there's so many variables, right? But the general rule of thumb, I find most people that are like seriously training, training hard, like I'm talking, they're putting in the hours in the gym. They're fucking training hard. You're, those people, if they're not looking at their nutrition, they're generally under-eating calories. And most of those calories that are under eaten are coming from carbohydrate. So the difference between your everyday person's um, diet and an athlete's diet is the percentage of carbohydrate. So generally speaking, you know, you can get away with having equal amount of protein, carbs, and fats for the for the vast majority of people. And that mm. would be a fine, stable diet, obviously depending on what food you're eating. But for an athlete, you need a high percentage of carbohydrates. We're talking around that 60%. And in some cases for endurance athletes, they recommend even more like 80% and up of their 80% of their calories should be coming from carbohydrate. Because if you're burning, say like 5,000 calories a day, that's a shitload of calories to be eating. The vast majority of that needs to come from carbohydrates. The reason is- It's funny though, eh? Because- um I mean, you've just kind of made me think to uh, another sort of point that I wanted to make, which was, I guess, the question of similar to when we talked about, um, you know, strength and conditioning and whatever, Mm. that what was the expression, the best workout is the one that you do sort of thing. Uh, I guess, you know, okay, if you're looking at like the elite level athletes or whatever, it's like you want to be, you know, doing the best of the best. But to some degree, surely there is – what works best for you. And the reason I'm saying this is because I recently-ish watched two different YouTube videos and both of them were ultra marathon runners, quite a niche sport, talking about like what they eat before a race Mm -hmm. and they were just so different, right? Like, you know, one dude 
ate pretty much exclusively fats. Like he pretty much only ate avocados Mm -hmm. was what he said he would eat, right? And the other dude was more eating, you know, like uh, uh, complex carbohydrates, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, is they just doing what works best for them? Have they got two different nutritionists who have, you know, surely they've, they've, you know, these are professional ultra marathon runners who have probably experimented with various different, pre-race foods and they've this guy's decided that avocados are good for him and this other you know because one guy said oh if i eat this i find i'm shitting every mm-hmm. however often so surely to some degree it's also what works best for you right there is and there isn't so i would say that the um the avocado guy isn't necessarily hindering his performance but he's not bettering it by eating fats now i have a bit of a story to back up what i'm saying there was about 10 years ago in the keto world there was this understanding for that those who don't know keto being keto is essentially um, being in a state of ketosis um, meaning you're deriving most of your energy from fats right so a super reduced or non-existent carbohydrate yeah so diet. there's de- different definitions okay so in the science literature i believe the keto is defined as less than 25 grams of total uh sorry of um digestible carbohydrate per day. Other circles define it as less than 50 grams of um, total and 25 grams of digestible, including fiber, right? So I'm not going to look, Google it if you want to really understand it, but it it gets too complicated. So let's let's just say for argument's sake, it's less than 50 grams of total carbohydrate per day, right? So that is what is defined as being keto. And like up to 90% of your calories are coming from fats. So 10 years ago, there was this belief in the keto world that keto was better for endurance athletes because you're deriving most of your energy from uh, being in a state of ketosis from fats, right? And it was a a better form of energy. So they ran an experiment. What they did is they took, I think, six elite endurance athletes, like the best of the best in the world. One of them being uh, a guy named Ben Greenfield, who used to be a big proponent or like a big uh, supporter of keto. So they went very strict keto for 12 months and they competed in their standard competitions all around the world. Like I'm talking really strict, Mm -hmm. like it was documented the whole time and they basically measured their performance. They found absolutely zero improvement in performance. If anything, some of them decreased in performance measures. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to dismiss that, but it's rather a very small Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. Pool it of is. data, right? It is, but these people were keto adapted. Like it, it's a snapshot into the world, right? Yeah, these, yeah, these are yeah. people. I that, mean, it's better than no information on exactly, the exactly. And yeah. I mean, in my opinion, like I don't want to go off the rails. We're talking about science literature, but in my opinion, people that dismiss um, certain studies because they're not like gold standard in terms of like double blind placebo, that's just ignorance in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I can talk about that. And if you want to question that, I can riff on that uh, on another time. I think the most credible studies are usually the ones funded by the tobacco industry and the, oh, 100%, uh, yeah. you know, the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, and, big pharma. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, um, <laughs> they're like Jesus. They're so Very uh, incredible. So moving on, I've got a, a question from one of my students, um, Chris, who's a blue belt and he, yeah, like you said at the start, he'd sent this in for the Ask a Black Belt, but obviously do, recording a, a nutrition episode makes mm-hmm. more sense to answer it here. And his question was, I mean, Chris is a you know pretty lean dude. He's always been rather lean and fit, you know, physically active. And his question was that he's re- recently been going through some rehab for his lower back. So he's been 
from the physio given multiple different ab exercises. And Chris is someone who's, you know, got uh, – appears to have quite a defined core. It's You don't look at him and go, that dude is weak, right? So pretty fit guy. And his question was, should he be looking at his nutrition for day-to-day activity, whether that's jujitsu or whatever, and for rehab? Because he said he has found that he's having absurd levels of DOMS from these rehab exercises. Mm-hmm. Like, and not just your average DOMS, like he said, man, like crazy level DOMS to the point where I'm asking myself, is something wrong with my diet? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I would say if if you are feeling under-recovered, right, from anything, whether it be, look, physio, physio like rehab for physio can be freaking hard. Well, because like usually they get insane DOMS. Like I'm yeah. going through some at the moment. Because well, usually they're targeting an underdeveloped exactly. or a weak or recovering exactly. muscle. So don't, first thing I'll say is don't underestimate like rehab and, and even if their movements seem simple or like, you know, only targeting a very specific area that has been neglected for years and years. And, you know, there's a reason your physio is giving you, you know, that assignment is because you have underdeveloped muscle areas, right? So first and foremost, I'd say, you know, if you're getting DOMS in those areas, that's to be expected. If you're not, you're probably doing it wrong. Now, next thing is if you feel under recovered and you don't put any attention into your nutrition, that's a brilliant place to start, Right. So nutrition, think about it like this. And th- this is this is my belief in nutrition and, and I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this. It's, it's your freaking body, right? It's where you live. Everything that you put into your body, that is what your body is made up of, right? So if you're eating shit, you're going to get shit recovery and shit performance. It's logical. Can other outliers to this? Of course there are. But, you know, will those people be better with nutrition? Yes, obviously. So what I say to Chris is if he is under-recovered from his rehab exercises, he should have a look at his nutrition most definitely. Also his sleep and you, you know other areas of recovery, like sleep being one of the most critical. But of course he should look at his nutrition. Is there a, is there a typical, you know, for people struggling? Again, I know these are really hard questions because there's so many variables. I'll, I'll but try is and there, generalize. Is yeah. there a typical, like if people are struggling with recovery, is there a, is there a, a sort of not a quick fix, but is there a oh God? I've, I've lost. There's a, there's a bird outside the window that's distracting me, and it's not even doing anything. I'm just stuck looking at this <laughs> damn bird. Move <laughs> away, bird. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> focus, Adam. Focus. <laughs> is there is there is there like a, a well known mistake that people tend to make, such as you know, oh, you're not. You need to eat sooner after you work out, or you need to eat protein after mm. or is there if someone's struggling with recovery what would Man. what may be the one thing they're doing I th- wrong honestly i think the mistake is focusing too much on the shit that doesn't matter like well doesn't matter as much like meal timing you know in my opinion if you, like a, a rabbit hole is people focus on the the stuff that's easier okay now let me explain if i came to you and i said you need to sort your nutrition out the hard thing is to eat the right things every day, day in, day out, eat the right amounts, you know, select the smart choices. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying everyone has a nutrition qualification, but you yourself, you know, you have a general idea on what's healthy and more more or less you have a general idea on what's not healthy, right? Mm, you yeah. know, to avoid sugars, candy and shit like that. Eat whole foods like, you know, your sweet potatoes, you know, your pastas and and lean meats, okay, yeah. you generally would be able to follow more or less a healthy diet. Yeah. You know, if I said to you, do that 24 hours a day, every day, that would be difficult. But 
if you were able to focus your energy on something that you think is important, like meal timing, and then, you know, allow yourself to eat pretty much whatever the fuck you want, as long as you eat it at the right time or whatever, then that is still a problem, but it's an easier one for you to solve. So what I'm trying to say is most people will gravitate toward simpler, easier problems thinking that they're making a difference when they're really fucking not. So I think the most common mistake is- I think on the flip side, you would find people would also then focus on the really hard aspects as a way to write the whole thing off. You know, like, you know, if, so people might, let's say if the hardest part is like just not eating shit in the first place, people might look at like, you know, oh, it's and put it in the too hard basket where it's like, well, you know, you could do it the other way, right? You could yep. look at the little easier fixing problems. Yeah, and incremental if, gains. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, and if you yeah, fix yeah, yeah. enough of the, you know, if you fix 10 of the easy problems, Over accumulatively. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. But the point I'm trying to make is, is people get themselves down fucking the wrong rabbit holes, right? They focus on meal timing. They focus on, oh, should I be intermittent fasting? Or should I be keto? Or mm. they focus on the wrong shit. Or they, they look at, oh, what supplements should I be taking? That's another fucking ball game altogether. Right, so those are the most common mistakes I see. People focusing on the wrong areas. That realistically, they know what they need to do. You know, you need to eat better, higher, higher quality food. Deep down, everyone understands that, but it's difficult. So people want to focus on other shit. That's what I find. Um, so I agree with incrementally changing your diet, but incrementally put things in place that are going to fix your diet overall. Like incrementally cut out food. Okay, so say you your diet is absolute trash and you're overweight and you want to improve it. Don't try and you know snap your fingers and eat like I do overnight. You're gonna fail, right? You mm. you'll last a week unless you have like the the will of a god, right? It's it's human nature, and that's why yo-yo dieting is such a popular thing. It's such a common thing, right? I should say not popular, but common. <laughs> yeah, is, popular. I yeah. want to take a yo-yo. Yeah, diet. like yo-yo <laughs> dieting. For those that don't know, the concept is dieting really hard and then bouncing back once you achieve yeah. a goal. And that's the problem with weight loss goals. Okay, they're good because people like goals, but say for example, and I'm, I'm fucking ranting at the moment, so just stop me if I need to get back on track. <laughs> say for example, you're overweight and you want to lose 10 kilos or, you know, 20, 22 pounds, 22.5 pounds is the pounds equivalent of that. So say you want to lose 10 kilos, right? You lose that 10 kilos. Then what do you do? You start to give back, you, you give back yourself privileges. You start to slowly, yeah. you know, implement your old habits. And then all of a sudden, six months down the track, you put on 12 kilos. The reason that is so common is because in your mind, once you've reached the goal, the, the exercise is over. Yeah. And what you did to get the, that 10 kilo of weight loss was probably too extreme, right? Yeah. You probably went too hard. It's not sustainable. So what I advocate for is sustainable nutrition practices that are going to lose that 10 kilos, maybe a bit slower, but you'll be able to maintain that for the rest of your life. And that comes with educating yourself in nutrition and well, not even nutrition, but healthy food practices and having a healthy relationship with food. So what, what, what advice would you give to Chris then yep. short of saying, oh, consult a nutritionist? Well, that's that's brilliant advice is to consult a nutritionist or to listen to um, my podcast, right? So <laughs> this podcast, this episode, listen to this episode. So Chris, what I would do, I'm, I'm talking to Chris now. What I would do is if you're concerned with recovery from your, your rehab, that it, honestly doing a recovery program or rehab program is the perfect time to implement quality nutrition practices because that's when your body needs it the most. Your body is trying to recover, right? All the food that you're putting into your body is the building blocks of your recovery, 
okay? So your protein, your fats, your carbohydrates that you are ingesting is the exact fuel, the exact nutrients that your body is utilizing to recover and repair. It's, it's logical. So, so what's more important? It makes sense. What's more imp- important uh, if, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're both important, but is one more important than the other pre-workout meal or post-workout meal? No. So look, this comes back to my, okay, if you're someone that ha- does not have a nutrition plan, right? You're not following any specific plan. Not, you don't even give a shit. You're not thinking about it at all. You have takeout most days. You you know, if, if your diet shit, fucking doesn't matter. You can eat whenever you want. Like you can eat before, during, after, like metabolic windows are a myth. Uh, look, it, that's the one percenter. And that's the point I was trying to make before is don't focus on shit like that. Don't focus on meal timing when your nutrition plan sucks. You know, if you, if you, if you're not eating good food to begin with, it doesn't matter when you put it in your body. Realistically, it really doesn't. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a one percenter. It's, and this is the hard pill to swallow because people don't want to hear that. However, if you do have a good diet and you are looking at meal timings and, and nutrient timing, then it, you know, it can be brought into the conversation, but honestly, I wouldn't even worry about nutrient timing until you've, you know, squared away your actual nutrients, right? right? Think about it like that. Why would we be interested in when we're ingesting the bad food? It doesn't make any sense. So I don't really need to feel guilty anymore when I wake up at three in the morning and have some ice cream. Because it doesn't, I mean, if I'm eating it anyway, it doesn't matter when. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Man, you want to you wanna fuck your sleep and fuck your body? Go for it. Nah, but I actually set an alarm to wake <laughs> up. <laughs> That's what some people do with protein powder. They used to wake up in the middle of the night to get more protein in. Like old oh, school. Really? Yeah, man. Like, but it's so- not, it's not- I believe it's not uncommon for um, strong men to do it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, se- I've seen logical. In, I've, I've seen in, um, you know, those YouTube videos, p- particularly from like it's Brian, bro, Brian, bro science, man. Brian Shaw yeah. and Eddie Hall, where they, you know, a day in my life or, you yeah. know, eating like a strong man. And yeah, they'll wake up in the middle of the night to, to have a- oh, so dumb. And the reason it's dumb is because but it ruins your recovery. It's been proven time and time again that yeah. what the, the benefits they're getting from putting more protein into their body is vastly outweighed by the- the disrupted cortisol release from them interrupting their sleep. So sleep in terms of recovery, if I had to choose one, if I had to look, if I, it depends, right? But if I, if I had an individual come to me and said, Hey, for whatever reason, I live in some magical fairy fuck off land where I can only improve my sleep or improve my nutrition. I'd say improve your sleep. Hmm. I, I would say, yeah, dude, just fucking get better sleep. Cause that's going to help you recover. Okay. So if you, if you're under recovered and if you, improve your sleep to the fact that you're getting eight to nine hours of sleep per night and you also improve your nutrition at the same time, you will feel 1,000 times better. Speaking of sleep, I didn't have this written down, but I mean it's completely applicable and, and relevant to nutrition. Where, what, what line do you think people should be walking when it comes to caffeine? Oh, okay. So I have seen some shit from some jujitsu people about caffeine. I don't agree. You're like pointing your finger at me as if I no, 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 not you. No, caffeine. Okay, you probably. I'll tell you off air who who's released. I know they don't listen to this anyway. But look, I do not think. Look, is caffeine is caffeine cool? It depends on the individual, and I'm sorry I have to say that because there's actually 
you can find out if you're a fast or a slow caffeine metabolizer by getting your uh, by getting your genes tested. By doing something like 23andMe, you can have a look at certain SNPs and that will tell you if you're a uh, slow or fast caffeine metabolizer. Okay, and it, you'll know yourself. You know those people that those, they 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 have like one fucking a cup snip, of coffee. A snip being like a a, por- a, a portion of the your DNA code, yes. your genetic markers. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. called SMP. It's a snip, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so with caffeine, you will know if you're a fast or slow metabolizer because you know those people that they have one cup of caffeine and they're fucking bouncing off the walls. Yeah, you have like I know people that like it'll be. Like Steve Irwin well, I don't is know, one of those like people. The time now is 10.20 yep. in the morning. I know people that I could say to them, now you want a coffee? And they'll say, oh, man, if I have one this late in the day, I won't sleep tonight. And yep. I'm like, I'm like oh, that. So I can, I can have a coffee at like – dude, I often smash a – well, when, when the gym's open and I'm teaching multiple classes as well as training, I'll often smash a Red Bull at yeah, that's 5, insane. 5.30 in the afternoon. But it also depends on your caffeine tolerance, right? So caffeine tolerance is also an obvious thing. And the way to test that, take a week or two off caffeine completely and then have a coffee and see how you react to it. Dude, I did that a little while ago, well, a while ago now, but I did, um, I hate to use the the buzzword, but I essentially just did like a one week. You say detox? No, no. Well, not when I say cleanse, it was just like this one week where I was like, man, I'm going to just not have any coffee. I just did a one week where I took a bunch of, stuff out of my diet oh, okay. i guess i thought you i took I a bunch of stuff for a week <laughs> and anyway one of those things was caffeine yeah. right i think it was a bit longer like 10 days or something like that yeah and then after that i had a coffee and i just had an espresso and it was before you're buzzing class dude i remember i walked over to students who we've mentioned quite a few times dan and jake and in the class i walked over them and i was like i was like guys I feel like I'm high. Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I can't like focus. And it wasn't like I was jittery, but yeah. like I actually felt not just like I had taken an eight ball yeah. <laughs> or something, but I really felt uh, almost euphoric, mm. right? So I'd say your habitual caffeine use is not because you're a particularly fast metabolizer. I'd say it's just tolerance. So yes, having a Red Bull that late at night would be affecting your sleep. You're just not really aware of it because it's like, consistent for you yeah right so it's chronic use right so if you get to that point yeah it is affecting your sleep the general rule of thumb is to not have caffeine 10 hours before you want to go to sleep so i pretty much draw the line i will not have like you know I, there's always exceptions to the rule but in my general rule of thumb i will not have caffeine after midday so after 12 in midday i will not have any caffeine in the afternoon and i'll try and limit my caffeine intake to about three coffees so i'm getting you know an average per day of around 200 to 300 milligrams of caffeine which is standard right you know particularly yeah. for some of my body weight and size i can have up to 400 milligrams now one thing you want to be very aware of is not to have too much in one go because up to a certain threshold it's actually not going to increase your performance so caffeine does increase athletic performance, it, it's going to increase your jiu-jitsu performance. That's proven time and time again across multiple studies, multiple domains. Like you can argue with me, but you'd be wrong. So yeah, caffeine does improve performance up to a certain threshold. And that threshold on average is about 400 milligrams. No more than that. Otherwise it just has no impact. In, in one dose, you in mean? In one dose. And then it can just reduce performance. Now, if you're looking at caffeine for the best performance, avoid coffee, look at uh, tablet. caffeine tablets they're the best way to take supplemental supplement with caffeine for performance is because it's very easily regulated you can dose it precisely and it's the most fast absorbing right so the best form is caffeine hydrogenous in the form of a tablet is that something 
have you've ever taken? Yeah. Would you? Yeah, hundred percent. I used you to take, take it regularly. before a competition. Or? Um, honestly, at the moment, I haven't really been. I used to be a mad supplement nerd, and I used to make my own pre-workout stacks by buying like the raw ingredients and dosing them correctly and weighing it all out. And yeah, I used to do all Freaking of that. Breaking stuff. Bad over here. Yeah, li- well, <laughs> sort of. But for supplement, well, it's very easy to make your own pre-workout. I I highly recommend against buying. Just like off the shelf pre-workouts. I made, and I made my own trail mix once. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> have, a, have a ribbon for you. Um, Do that with my, like yeah. we used to, that's, I mean, a bit, a bit off topic, but um, when, when I was living in, in Canada and we would go to the snow, we would often like take snacks and trail mix and stuff with you up onto the mountain. As anyone knows who's, who's been to the snow, right, just stops you having to always get your, your, your gear off to go into the- um, Why are you getting your gear off? <laughs> to, Kieran's there trying to walk into the cafe with his snowboard on. <laughs> you know, stops you having to necessarily go into the cafeteria to get something to eat. And I would often like, uh, you know, just keeping my, my, my snowboard jacket like some protein bars or, or whatever, right? Yeah. But you forget that you're like potentially on the mountain where it's like, you know, minus whatever, right? And I remember one time I was up there and I was like, oh yeah, waiting in the lift line. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to eat this protein bar. And I've been out there for hours. It's like rock solid frozen. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, because it's like Start minus licking. 10 degrees. <laughs> I'm like trying to eat this protein bar that's like rock uh, solid. Protein popsicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I suppose we haven't really gotten through many actual nutrition topics. Um, but yeah, so to answer it simply for, for Chris... Yeah, focus on nutrition and your sleep and it'll definitely improve your recovery 100%. The next one I want to ask, and I haven't told you I was going to ask this question because it could fall flat or it could turn into a, you know when Kieran gets angry. (laughs) What do you think about the, because I know one particular person who I'm not going to mention now, but I I do have one friend that (laughs) I know can go quite rage mode on his point of view about this topic. Is it JT? I didn't say that. <laughs> you said rage mode and friend, and that's JT. Why are you getting all mad? Yeah, go on. Um, what do you think about this whole? I don't want to say vegan movement, but the people, the people that are like, you know, go like, oh, but this vegan athlete, and you know, this this guy's showing that, yep. you know, he's better perform. Not even just like, oh, it's possible as a vegan, because there's plenty of really high level athletes and competitors in whatever sport who are vegans, yeah. right? So it's obviously possible, but that, that they, they go to say that they perform better because they're a vegan. You know, what are your, what are your thoughts on yeah, the whole? Look, the research, the research on that is just unequivocal. You know, it's not opinion based, it's research based. Um, a lot of people, now I just got an analogy to this and this will, I, I actually really want to see the I got a story. I got a story to this and this will explain my opinion on it. Like I, I, th- I probably mentioned it before, but fuck it. When Game Changers came out, Game Changers. Uh, was a Netflix? Yeah, the, was the, 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 little the, air, the very air quotes documentary, uh, Game Changers. A lot of people. Oh, that was the vegan one, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The vegan documentary. It was on Netflix, uh, Netflix. maybe two oh, years man, ago. Years ago now, yeah, 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 two, three years ago. I think, yeah, about two years ago. Um, Game Changers, right? So when that came out, all of a sudden, you know, every man and their dog that saw it was now a vegan advocate, okay? And all of a sudden, because of that documentary and maybe an hour of Googling, they're now a nutrition expert, yep. okay? So I'll just interrupt. By the way, Samir, we love you. Don't don't, don't get offended by any of 
what Kieran's about to say. Oh, you can get offended. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but I was at a, a dinner for uh, some friends, like a birthday or some shit. Um, I was at a dinner and there was this woman there. And at this point I was like, I'd literally just gotten my ISSN uh, sports nutrition um, certification. So I was like studying for uh, over a year. I was studying every day for this, this test that I had yeah. to pass. So I was pretty fresh on my nutrition literature. And I had this woman try and preach to everyone in the like conversational bubble about veganism and how it, you know, eating meat gave you cancer, just all the outrageous unfounded, claims of this documentary and she was just spouting it out and then i was just listening and um my girlfriend was like giving me the look like don't you fucking dare don't you don't you fucking embarrass us and i i just said one thing to her i was like did you get this from game changers and her, she just paused like a, a solid three second pause mouth open like she didn't have a response she's like oh it's not just game changers it's it's like yeah, yeah. and that and that to me in a fucking nutshell described her you know, the weakness in her arguments is all of her facts were coming from this movie that the intention of the movie was to sell a cinematic idea. Now, the the whole fact that people that argue that veganism is better for athletic performance, just show me the literature, show me the studies. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Like, show me the studies. Yeah. I'm not saying- Yeah, not, I mean, you're not you're not saying- That you can't. can't. No, you, know, you can't because no. there's plenty of athletes oh, yeah. who have proven that you but can. But you need a supplement. You need a supplement with a lot of shit. You need to be all over your nutrition. Like- the, the vegan athletes need to have a vastly more, uh, a more careful considered approach to their nutrition than generally speaking, than someone that isn't. And that's not saying that the, the problem is people think veganism is, is healthy. It's not necessarily healthier. There's plenty of bad, like food that's really bad for you that is considered vegan. There's heaps, there's a shitload, right? It doesn't mean you're automatically healthy. It's ridiculous. Refined sugar is vegan. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The, the start yeah, of the episode it's talking like, about it's like, disaturates. It's the, like vegan brownies, you know, yeah. super delicious because they're like loaded with like so much sugar. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. and some people lose weight eating vegan, the reason they're losing weight isn't because you're eating vegan, it's because you're eating less calories. It's the same as people that lose weight on keto. The reason that you're losing weight on keto is not because you're all of a sudden healthier, it's because you're eating less calories. It's, you know, if that's a vehicle to get you to lose weight and to, you know, be healthier because you've lost weight, then go for it. But it's not necessarily healthier. And in terms of veganism for athletic performance, it's just not founded. It's just so unfounded. Like. The, if you go through the list of the highest quality protein sources like possible on nearly every metric, I'm talking from like amino acid availability, digestibility, the types of amino acids that's contained within the foods. And if you look at the top list, the top four uh, are meat or animal products, right? Mm. We're talking like whey protein, eggs, you know, lean meats. Yeah, there are some vegan options on the list. Don't get me wrong. There are some vegan options on the list, but you need to eat copious amounts to for it to be equivalent, right? What What but, are your I thoughts mean, on? Because for some man. people, for some people, being vegan is um, the choices. Uh, well, one of the really common choices is they talk about the environmental impacts. I don't of, agree uh, with that at all. Yeah, but like, let's just let's just let's me. just <laughs> let's just go like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And there's all these like now, um, like vegan meats and stuff, and these companies that are. Yeah, they're really fucking bad for you. Trying to make these yeah. fake meats that yeah. are supposed to, on a molecular level, you know, be the same as meats. That's what they're mm. trying to achieve. Yeah. Is that still something that, to your knowledge, the research just is, 
isn't there yet. Oh, these these like um these artificial meats like the Wonder Burger and all these like these meats. Now, if you're listening to this, correct me if I'm talking out of term, but my understanding is they're made up of a lot of processed foods, like a lot of um, vegetable oils and shit that's actually really fucking bad for you. Like they're they're not healthy just because it's meat free. Like the whole argument of the vegan argument, like meat gives you cancer, is there was a, a huge, huge study that was released not too long ago that identified certain meat products as being carcinogens, as probably will give you cancer. That's what like a carcinogen is, right? Dolphin. Yeah, like different. Well, no, legit, right? Like that's one you can't. I mean, if you watch, as in mercury, like yeah, the mer- yeah, yeah, from all yeah. the mercury and yeah. from all the they eat because they eat dolphins eat huge amounts of yeah. tuna. Yes, and then so dolphin meat, mm-hmm. which you know the average person doesn't eat, of course, but has huge amounts of mercury. mercury. In yeah, it, which tuna is really does bad as well. Like, you. yeah. Funny aside, I gave myself a very mild case of um, mercury poisoning because I was eating eight cans of tuna a day for like three months straight. It's a but, lot of tuna, bro. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking tuna. But I mean, the, <laughs> the the point I'm trying to make is if you actually go through the research, it's it's not that meat gives you cancer. It's not talking about meat gives you cancer, right? And it doesn't double your risk of of like red meat, okay? So mm. the common argument of, of veganism um, is red meat gives you cancer. That That's a ridiculous fucking thing to say. It, it No, red meat does not automatically give you cancer, okay? It, and it doesn't double your risk. It's it's not absolute risk. There's a difference between absolute risk risk and proportional risk, okay? So if if your risk, and, and this is what I'm trying to say, right? So let, let me let me break down statistics really quickly and I'll, I'll spend like one minute here max. So if your risk of getting a specific type of um, stomach cancer was 0.01%, right? And then you, you're saying that eating red meat doubles your risk of cancer, then your risk goes to 0.02%. Yeah. It's not 50% chance of getting fucking stomach cancer. Yeah, and this yeah, is the yeah. illogical yeah. use of statistics where you have 50% chance of, of getting stomach cancer if you eat red meat. It's like, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then the argument, I brought this up with this woman at the dinner table, walking back to the story. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I was like- You're like, science, no, I just, bitch. No, I was just like, oh, you're talking, <laughs> she brought that up, up that statistic that it gives you 50% chance of, of, of having uh, stomach cancer. I was like, are you talking absolute risk or statistical risk? And she's like, oh, any risk, any any more risk is risk I'm not willing to take. Some dumb fucking statement like that. I'm like, you're a dumb bitch, shut <laughs> up. But um, no, Maybe she's not she's You not guys dumb. aren't friends with them anymore. No, no, she's, she's so dumb. But uh, I'm not saying that vegan people are dumb. I'm not saying that argument is dumb. I'm just saying that if you, you need to understand what you, you're saying, but- yeah, look, I, I don't agree with it. I, and it's only, you're going back to that study because I, I want to make a point here, is the, the the red meat they were talking about that probably gives you cancer. And I forget the, I, I did a whole fucking podcast on it once, like once upon a time when it, when it first came out. I did like an hour fucking riff on it, but um, I don't have my notes here. So I'm, it's, I can't tell you exactly like the categorization. I think it's like mm. 1A or something like that, that probably gives you cancer. They're talking about processed meats. So they're talking about like deli meats and, and like, oh, yeah. Which you know, known fucking to be bad shit. Yeah, not great for you. know, because they, they're full of nitrogen and shit that I like don't the, eat anyway. Like I remember when, when I was a kid, like my, pe- my parents used to give me, I don't know, I don't know if this was just a my family like thing. Like Devon or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. but they used to make for me when I was a kid. And yeah, it must be a generational thing. We, we used to get white bread sandwiches yep. with Devon and tomato sauce on them. Yeah, yeah. 
And like, I mean, you're like Devon and cheese or something. Yeah, like that. God, I wouldn't touch that now. No, so that that is the type of meat that that is known to be that quite was, bad. That for is you, known yeah. to be quite bad. Yeah. They did have a look at um, other red meats, but they it was considered a possible carcinogen, but it was like two ranks lower than the um, the processed red meat. And it's that processed red meat that people cling to, and it's only red meat. So the recommendation was if you eat red meat once or twice a week, you're, you're completely fine. Like you're it's not going to kill you. Like it's not going to give you cancer. It's such a ridiculous thing to say. Now the, the, the whole environmental impact of being vegan, if everyone in the world was vegan, we would still have just as much environmental impact because of monocropping, like monocropping. And this is another argument. I know, I, I mean, I don't have my notes at hand, so I can't really, uh, I don't want to, you know, go publicly and say this for certain. And fuck, if you if you're a vegan and you hate what I'm saying, please let me know. Like, go on our Instagram and let us know. Um, <laughs> but if you if you had everyone in the world overnight a vegan, you would need an incredible amount of monocropping. Monocropping kills millions of animals per year. So it's like, yeah, what what's let's talk about the value of life, right? So yeah. vegan for people that want to be vegan because they don't want to consume and kill animals. I'm totally cool with that. Totally cool. But like- Yeah, if, like where do you draw the line? Where do you draw like, the line between like, a squirrel well, and a cow? Like does is everyone a squirrel just need worth to become Amish? You know, like yeah, where's the- Yeah, exactly. Like is 10 squirrels worth one life of a cow? But I don't want to be a dick and go into that sort of argument. But the fact that, you know, people say that it improves athletic performance, it, it just doesn't. It's just not true. Like I just- is if then, you can show me the studies that that show that, then fucking show them. Like, send oh, them to fuck me. Fuck that, bro. I ain't making no opinions based on science. Yeah, fuck that. No, vegan, right. vegan bitch. I, Has, I don't have hash, a problem. Hashtag Joe Rogan. Yeah, I don't have a no. problem. I don't have a problem <laughs> with people that want to be vegan for you know the ethic reasons. Like, dude, all the power to you. Like, honestly, I think it's, that's brilliant. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't even like factory farming. I mean, if I could, yeah. if I had the option, I would do the Joe Rogan approach and hunt for my food. I would be a hunter over a, over a vegan, and I I don't I'm not a fan of factory farming. Like anyone that has seen that shit and it, and enjoys it is a sicko, right? Like no yeah. one no one enjoys it, but it's the reality of of life. Yeah. Um. Is your opinion similar with those diets that became? A pop popular a while back where your your diet was based on your blood type is that another blood type are yeah. you talking your um genetic where your genetic history like your yeah where you're they, from yeah and they kind of like go blue zone type diets i remember seeing it as like a blood no type. maybe it wasn't based on your blood type but remember there were those diets that was like your oh, genetics yeah yes you know is, is that something that is oh, there's a bit of science to back that there is a little bit of science to back that and basically the concept is that if you eat based on your ancestry, like where you're from, yeah, sorry. then yeah, yeah. your if you eat foods that your ancestors would have eaten, then your body is you know engineered to digest those a bit more efficiently. I haven't seen super robust science on it, and there on the is, flip side, there you're is looking some at that going, hmm, My ancestors lived till they were thirty, so they were doing something wrong. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, and then you look at like, and then there's another concept in the whole like biohacking nutrition, you know woke nutrition ideas, which is to eat similar to blue zones. So blue zones are these areas in the world. There was like this, this study that was done fucking years and years ago where this, these, this team of people went around and had a look at the longest living human civilizations, like the, the groups of humans around the world that live the longest. Yep. So like over a hundred and like centarians, like predominantly unless they die from an accident, yeah, they yeah. live to be over a hundred all sorts of areas all around the world and look at the like similarities between them to try and figure out, okay, how do we improve longevity? And their diets vary 
wildly, like significantly. Yeah. So there's more going on than just what you're eating. Yeah. Like there's way more. There's like lifestyle factors, stress levels, which probably play a, a more important role. But one thing that was very, very common between them all was a sense of community. They were all very, very engaged in their community. So that that suggests like, you know, lower cortisol levels and support and all sorts of all sorts of things that you can draw from that. Yeah, a whole a whole bunch of factors to to consider. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't really I don't subscribe anymore. Like I used to be super into, you know, looking at biohacking and shit like that. Uh, but I don't I'm not really into that side of things. It, it gets a bit too to work. I, I like to stick with pretty strong science. You know, I, I prefer more sports nutrition science rather than, you know, that's that fringe side of yeah. nutrition because people just get too heated. Like with the do, whole do thing. Do you wonder if in the future, you know, look, th- there could be a future in 100, 200, 300 years or whatever, right? Where yeah. technology is surpassed what, what the present day mind can imagine where – you know, you can just take that magical pill for all your Absolutely. daily nutritional needs or... Yeah, there'll be something very similar to that. Like it probably won't be uh, a pill because, I mean, fuck. Or an injectable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Uh, just before we round out the episode, I've got one more question. It's the one that I've been saving for last because it's the one that everyone wants to know. <laughs> Yay or nay? Pineapple on pizza. Yes. Yes, bro. Yes. yes. Oh man, I was so glad you said Definitely yes because yes. I didn't know your stance on this. And it was, I spoke to my brother about this the we, other day, dude. We were going to have to. This show we're would have been, to hash it out. It would have been done and dusted yeah. if you said no. Last I've got episode. some of my best friends who hate pineapple on ex, pizza. Ex best and friends. I ex fucking best hate friends. them. Yep. Fuck them, dude. I don't care what you say about. Oh, it's a fruit. Why would you put a fruit on pizza and all that sort of dumb shit? Pineapple belongs on pizza. Come at me, bro. Yeah, dude. My my friend, one of my best friends who is super against pineapple on pizza, like he's a bit of a foodie, right? Well, no, he's a massive foodie. And I already don't like him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, but, you know, so uh, for example, he likes Italian food, right? Like a lot of people likes Italian food. But I don't know if you know this, but uh, a really common Italian uh, canapé or whatever is they wrap prosciutto around rock melon or cantaloupe, okay. right? What's and the they difference? eat it like that. And I'm like, okay, so you can't put pineapple on pizza, but you can eat like rock melon wrapped in prosciutto. Hypocrites. Or you can They're put hypocrites. you can put like cottage cheese or ricotta or whatever on figs. Yeah. You know, like fuck off. Pineapple on pizza is great. Adds yeah. a bit of sweetness. Yeah, it's great. You you speak to any chef and it's like the balance of like the the how I forget the different taste sensations you have, but like salty, sweet, bitter, you know, like that's the acidity. Umami. Umami, umami, right? Like this is what a chef is trying to balance. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that pineapple on pizza is like this next level Michelin star (laughs) chef's discovery. But I mean, but I mean, it's just the premise of you're adding sweetness to something the same way that, you know, you might have a dish that you wouldn't think of as being sweet, but it's got honey in it. Honey soy chicken, right? Exactly. It's like right. Yeah. Well, you're adding sweetness to it. And exactly. Bam! I'm so happy pineapple you said yes because I was going to be so. Because think about it. Why, if it didn't, why would a ham and pineapple pizza be one of the most popular pizzas in, a, it's in the Australia? Most, yeah, I believe it's the most popular pizza in. You Australia. can't argue with statistics. Yeah. If it didn't belong, why would people fucking buy it? Yeah. You dickhead. Yeah. You that's purist. Right. Yeah. Like fuck. Pull your head out of your ass. What? Yeah. You gotta be a fucking. Oh. Yeah. It's the same as like. Well, okay. Let's say. 
like music, right? You look yeah. at like pop music. Okay, do I like Justin Bieber? No, but obviously I'm the minority because mm. he's a fucking global superstar, right? Yeah, and if you sat there across the table and said that Justin Bieber couldn't sing or he was a shit artist, you'd be ignorant. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's your opinion, but to blanket statements like, nope, nope, it's it's fact that he, he sucks, he doesn't belong in music. That is a dumbass opinion. Like yeah. people that say people, pineapple doesn't belong in pizza. My brother- The people who are mixing facts and opinions. Exactly. My brother and my girlfriend are both pineapple haters on pizza and they're dead to me. You know who else is, I'll give you one. So you can get fired up for next week back in the gym. Yeah, send right? it. Again, we're at the time of recording, we're five days, we're a, f- a week out of lockdown or whatever it is. Yep. Jake. Jake does not like for him. I know, I know that he's gotten soft over this break. I know he hasn't been training and I'm Dude, coming for him. Dude, he is pudgy as. I'm coming for Dake. Jake. Jake. I was about to say Dan and Jake, well, and then Dan I came out Dake. Are, are Can we call them Dake? Yeah, I, I do call them Dake. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming for Dake. I think belts. Dan's okay with it, but Jake is anti pineapple on pizza. Okay, so Jake's gonna get it the worst, dude. It. Like it's great. Yeah. But like, look, I prefer other pizzas. If I'm ordering a pizza, I don't order ham and pineapple because well, there's better. That's pizzas. what I ordered as a but, kid. Like yeah, I grew up on it. It's fucking great, bro. Yeah. Pineapple and pineapple. Well, what's your favorite pizza? I usually get, I get this from my dad. My dad is in in Australia, what we call a, um, a meat and potatoes yep. guy, you know, kind of super, like yeah. you, put, you put pepper on his steak and he's like, oh, that's spicy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, wow. Like, he my finds dad's, water spicy. Yeah, my dad, <laughs> he's pretty, he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty not super adventurous with super his food. Bland. Yeah, so I um, I get from my dad the, the, um, I like, you know, barbecue meat lovers pizzas. Me too, I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily my favorite. I also like the other ones, like I'll have a garlic prawn pizza or yeah, I'll, I'll or pretty much eat yeah. any pizza. Like a teriyaki chicken or yeah. some, something random. Yeah, I'm the same, but I'll my, my go-to is the same as yours. The only one I'm not lovers. into is, because I'm basic. is like anchovy stuff. Oh and no, I'm not, I'm, I hate olives and anchovies and shit like that. Yeah. Funnily enough, after I mentioned that I don't eat donuts on the podcast, I got a really interesting uh, string of messages from Olek. Uh, Olek is a blue belt that trains at our gym, and he he was well, basically really? yeah, we well, basically we, we had a mad conversation for you know it went for a while. We we're talking back and forth for a while about why I might not like donuts, and like he was talking about like oh, okay, so do you like rose water? Is it a is it a sensory thing for you? Is it a um, smell thing for you? Because he's a big fan of donuts, rose water, and that sort of stuff. So he was trying to understand it from the other side, like why he likes it so much <laughs> as to why I don't, and we just couldn't figure it out. That's but funny. I I tried Krispy Kremes. Um, you sent me a photo the other. Like earlier this week, yeah. there's a photo of you and your girlfriend picking up a whole twelve pack of donuts, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "What the fuck's I going on there?" I actually ate three of them. You ate three? Yeah. So you- I figured out which ones of the Krispy Kremes that I can eat. I had a jelly donut, like the the jam donut. Yeah. Not a fan. I had two others that were just so loaded with shit on them, like 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 yeah, they're coated oh, in chocolate. We're not like, talking like the classic Krispy no, Kremes. No, These no. were the ones that are like a mountain of fucking icing, chocolate cookies, and they're yeah. in the center of the donut. It's filled with like chocolate fudge. I couldn't taste the donut. All I could taste was sugar, <laughs> yeah. so I could eat them. Yeah, when I can't taste the donut, I'm good to go. Yeah, but honestly, <laughs> this I had I had a full script prepared for this. Um, this episode, all the bullet points I want to talk about. We're going to have to do another nutrition episode because I got through absolutely none of it. I think, I think <laughs> would, yeah, we could do, you know, you've at the moment for people wanting more of the, 
the scientific sort of real, you know, Practical like, like shit. sitting down with a nutritionist. You've got uh, your YouTube video, yep. uh, Google, what was it called? Uh, the Ultimate Nutrition Guide. Ultimate uh, Nutrition Jiu- Guide. Ultra, Ultimate Jiu-Jitsu Nutrition Guide. From your YouTube channel. You've yep. got the Jungle Brothers podcast episode mm-hmm. 110. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, at a later date, we could definitely do a more scientific. Yeah, more structured, you- like this is how you, this, this is what you need to do. But um, if you've listened this long, I would be, uh, I would like to hear from people whether you like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, let us not. know. We need to we need to set something up um, <laughs> like a poll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know. For those who disagree, you can roll me, and if you win, I will give you a pizza with the pineapple that I've eaten off it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what if like some like high level black belt comes in from the states and just fucking is like, let's go. Well, then if he wins, I will. No, if I win, they've got to eat a piece of pizza with pineapple on it. Okay. And if they win, I'll eat pizza anchovies. without pineapple, you which I eat, still like. You've got to eat the anchovies pizza. <laughs> I'll eat an anchovy. That's no, gross. not an anchovy pizza. That's a bit much. Like, it's no, not like I'm on, making man. them eat a pineapple pizza. It's a pizza with pineapple you'll on make it. them eat an entire pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. So- Next episode, though, where we're finally having our first guest yes. on the show. So that'll be- Surprise guest. Episode 29, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, no, we can tell them what guest it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well they, would know in the t- they would know in the title before they watch the ep- listen to the episode. But or they're not going to anyway. know when this- Anyway, just tell them. Anyway, so yeah, JT's coming on. So James- Tomlinson, also James Tenacity. also known as Tenacity. He's a- uh, uh, black belt under Lachlan Giles. He's half of Bulletproof for BJJ with Joey. Uh, James and I used to train together in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, heaps of banter. We were both together on the Jungle Brothers podcast recently. Uh, God, I can't remember what episode. It's I can like bring 130 it up. or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, heaps of banter. We've trained together a lot over the years, lived together for a while in Brazil. So we're going to have him on not only to talk about jujitsu stuff but also and bulletproof stuff, but also to talk about what he's got in the works. He has a, a book coming out. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to talk about. So, yeah, episode 29, that'll be our first guest. So that should be cool. Yeah, awesome. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, until next time. Eat pineapple, bitches. <laughs> See ya. 